For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Paul John Spaulding here with Steve Morgan. Steve, I wanted to talk about as 2022 comes to a close, the year 2022, and kind of reflect on the past year and talk about also what's coming up in 2023. I think we'll save that for a little bit later in the podcast. And one of the biggest changes in the office is actually something I wanted to start off talking about, kind of reflecting on the past year. And it was an interesting decision. And I believe we talked about it on this podcast, Steve, that we rented and leased a new space in the building that we work in, you know, our HQ, so to speak. And we were debating, do we turn it into a studio? Do we turn it into a conference room? Do we turn it into, you know, ABCD? We went through the whole alphabet figuring stuff out. And I think the best way to put it is it ended up turning into a collaborative workspace for us. And we have a nice big TV in there and we can, you know, put some of our work up there for all of our employees to watch together. We can go in there and have meetings. We have a separate studio. That's where we're podcasting from right now. But it kind of allowed us to have this completely separate space to collaborate, talk with each other, even have, you know, holiday parties and maybe, uh, you know, company birthdays in that room. So maybe you could just break down a bit about why we actually arrived there because initially if you were here in the office with us you'd be like that's a quite a drastic change from like building out a studio to now it's a conference room not that it makes it any worse but it certainly changes the function so i'm going to give you a backstory here paul and you know you guys are great with the podcast you can just edit me down and down and down so people don't have to listen to the whole story unless you think this is interesting Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, but you know hey here's my story so back in 2017 and for a few years before that my wife and i would walk through northport oftentimes, you know, walking our dogs, sometimes with one of the kids. And I'd look up at what I thought was this really cool looking space. It's on the second floor on Main Street where our offices are in Northport. You know, it's like a throwback to the 50s when people come here, trolley tracks, you know, running down Main Street and these, you know, little cafes and shops dotting the street. And I'd say to her, you know, I wonder what's up there. And we found out that there was really nothing up there. It's a big, beautiful brick building, but it needed a lot of work, what have you. 2018 rolls around. I had been doing a lot of research, which is the genesis of our brand and our company before we really had the business that we have now. And someone came in and renovated that space, turned it into offices. And the timing was interesting because I had just launched a cybercrime magazine brand. This is before you joined. And I went to a local real estate broker, took a look at the space. And the first space that I looked at is the space that you and I are recording in right now. And it's a small space. It's perfect for a radio station and for podcasting. Yet when I looked at it, I thought, wow, that's big for my needs (laughs) (laughs) because I really had no business, but I was fascinated by the space. To make a long story short, we now occupy almost the entire second floor. We just took our third office in the space. The space that you referred to, that collaboration space, is interesting because, you know, it's another situation where, you know, we've been up here. We always remark about that space. It overlooks Main Street. It adjoins our other space. Gosh, wouldn't it be great to have it, even though we didn't have a need for it necessarily? Mm -hmm. And there was a software development company in there. The programmers went remote during COVID, never came back. The space became available. I know the landlord. And he said, Steve, if you'd like this space, you know, you've got first dibs. If not, I have somebody else who wants it. So I had to just make a decision on the spot. He's a really good guy. I knew it was legitimate. And I said, you know what? We'll take the space. We, you know, we're growing. Figured we'd have a need for it. Then you and I mm-hmm. met. 
And the rest of our staff met too. Okay, this is great space. What are we going to use it yeah. for? <laughs> and we really weren't sure, but you know, we're growing, we're doing so much new production or whatever. And, you know, at first, you know, we're going to film there and, you know, and it went through a few different iterations and, you know, slowly but surely we just started to decorate and we put up an 85 inch monitor TV and we had a custom table built this enormous nine foot table, a round table, because, you know, we like the idea of round yeah, tables. Yeah, makes everyone equal, right? <laughs> yeah, and so it's just evolved, and now it's become, I guess, what I would call a collaboration space because every day a few of us are walking in there, we're having meetings, we're watching videos. It's proven to be a great space. We've even had some employee birthday parties in there, and it's like the rest of our business, you know, stuff just happens you know we're doing what we're doing and we grow into these ideas that we have and the, and the space is a perfect example i also think it's interesting to i know work from home and companies actually reducing their office space has been a very controversial topic over the past couple of years since covid we're i think a bit different we're a smaller company compared to like you know say a mega corp like a microsoft or whatever something like that you know we're obviously a lot smaller but we actually really do benefit from that space because even though we have our main office, if we need to have a meeting, rather than everyone kind of being looped in by association, people can actually stay and concentrate on their work while we're actually going in the other room and showing stuff. Also, we have the central TV there to show a lot of stuff, which I like, you know, having something that we can actually see our work on, which is, hey, a lot of what we do is video and audio stuff. So to really have a space to showcase that is great. Yeah, I totally agree. We're a true team here. We do a lot of collaboration. You know, we don't often work as just individuals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being together, I think it's really, really important for our company. And, you know, it's great new space for us to have. So, Steve, something else I wanted to talk about for, you know, looking back at 2022 is the amount of great cybersecurity experts that we partner with when it comes to our media. And in this case, I'm referring more to our podcast, but some of these people do also appear on our videos. And I'm talking, of course, about Teresa Payton. She's the former White House CIO. Heather Angle, she's the managing partner of Strategic Cyber Partners. Alyssa Abdullah, who we call Dr. J, and she goes by that in a lot of our media and others. She's the deputy chief security officer at MasterCard. And also Roger Grimes is someone who's always been on our podcast. And, you know, he does a regular show called Cyber Grimes. He's the data-driven defense evangelist at Know Before. And that's just a couple of people I wanted to highlight. I'm sure there's a lot more, but... Those are a lot of the people I interact with because I'm dealing on the audio and video side. And Steve, I was hoping you could share how these people, you know, and if you want to highlight others, you can do that too, but how they've augmented our media, because that's really how I look at it, is these people are coming in. Yes, some of these programs are, you know, we're partnering with like MasterCard on Mastering Cyber, doing these like sponsored programs, but they're really adding a lot to us and hopefully we're adding a lot to them as well. So I was hoping you could break that down for us. You know, we're very fortunate to have these relationships, Paul, and I just want to start off by saying the single most important thing about the names you just mentioned, Roger Grimes, Dr. J, Teresa Payton, Scott Schober, these are multi-year relationships. These relationships have grown into, you know, a situation where they're as much a part of our company, I think, as our employees are. They're part of the brand. They've been here longer than, you know, some of our employees, and we're just very fortunate to have them, and things have changed a lot, you know, to give you just two examples, and this would be Dr. J and Teresa Payton. With both of them, when we first got started, we were new to each other, and we immediately connected, and it made total sense. They had the skill set to plug in to be guest hosts, but we would often produce scripts, and we would you know, kind of set the agenda for their hosting. And now we're in a place where 
they do that. They shape their own personality on our media, which is really fantastic. Uh, Scott Chober is a media personality. He has an extensive background. He does a lot of that. You mentioned Heather Engel. She comes on for a weekly interview with Hillary McClure. Same thing. So, you know, it's exciting to have people like that bringing it every week. And I think it's interesting you bring up all those people. And of course, you know, Scott Chober has been doing a lot of programs with us over the years, and we could spend a whole nother episode talking about all the programs he does with us. It's actually interesting you bring up Heather Angle here, though, because we were in talks with her to do some stuff unrelated to video and audio stuff like years ago. And then that kind of fell off for one thing or the other. Anyways, now today we entered into this thing with her where she's doing this program with Hillary, right? She's doing this radio program. And it's interesting because if Heather wasn't looped into this, as we could call like friends and family, she may have not even been a part of that series. But because we were talking with her and saying, hey, this is kind of what we're thinking about doing. She was able to interface with Hillary. They were able to talk and boom, we launched this series with the two of them and it's a talk show type series. So I think it's great too. And we have these people we could pull in and almost ask them, hey, what do you think? Do you think you would want to come on this and join this series with us? Something like that. Yeah. And you know, these people are really fantastic. You could ask Heather, Dr. J, Teresa Payton, Scott Jober, any one of them, practically any question about cybersecurity, cyber warfare, cyber terrorism, and they're going to answer right off the top of their head. Yeah. They're not scripted. I mean, they are hardcore, all of them, and they're just really so good. And they're all also so versatile. So Heather is example. Yes, yeah, she comes on and she does that weekly interview, but she's also been out to conferences. She was at the RSA conference as a media commentator for us, and she yeah. did a fantastic job. She's been involved with some other media. All of them, Dr. J, you know, Teresa Payton, Scott Schober, have done the same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Steve, something else I wanted to bring up is people may not know who are listening, but I deal in the audio and video side of Cybercrime Magazine, right? So that's all the videos we do, the podcast, the radio, stuff like that. But there's the side that you deal with, which is the writers and actually producing the written content for Cybercrime Magazine. And you yourself are a writer and you also employ and we do freelance and we have like a whole ring of writers. But there's one in particular I wanted to highlight here, and it's David Bray. And he's based in Melbourne, Australia. Now, the reason I wanted to highlight him is I know the sheer number of articles he's written for us this year has been huge. I was hoping maybe you could just talk a bit about David. Why is he such a good writer? And maybe Australia is a unique place to be in as well. But anything you want to share about David, maybe any standout articles that he's written this year, just anything you want to share about David would be great. So a lot of people listening are cybersecurity experts. That being the case, they'll know David. They'll know his name. He is an award-winning technology journalist. He's been covering cyber for quite a few years. David has written for some really, really large media outlets, Computer World, CSO Online, their CSO Australia branch, lots of other media. We're very fortunate to have connected with him. David has authored now, I'd say, about 120 articles for us and reports in Cybercrime Magazine. He does a fantastic job. He's in Melbourne, Australia, but he's always covered the world and he covers the world for us. So he covers Asia Pacific and Europe and the United States, and he writes on a variety of different topics. He's a very, very easy read. So, you know, David could write a, you know, multi-page 2000 word piece and you feel like you just read a paragraph or two because he's got that writing style. He's great. Steve, any particular articles you want to highlight from David? I mean, he's written a lot, so it's definitely a lot to think about, but I'm just curious if one in particular kind of jumps out at you or maybe one, maybe it was even the first article that he wrote for us and that was like, hey, this guy's amazing. I mean, you already read his work obviously before that, but 
I'm just trying to think about something, maybe a milestone article of some kind. You know, I'll highlight the last, actually, the most recent to keep it fresh. And we're actually going to do a separate podcast, you and I, on this very topic sometime soon. We just named Claire O'Neill, who's the Minister for Home Affairs and the Minister for Cybersecurity at the Australian government, as the 2022 Cybersecurity Person of the Year. And being that she's in Australia, David was the natural choice. So I reached out to him and... Nobody could have said it any better. And it's not just because he's in Australia, although it is his home country, so that gives him an edge and, you know, he follows his local government. But he wrote an outstanding piece that really honored her. And that's what you want to do. She deserves it. You know, we've bestowed this award on her. And, you know, David, really without anything other than us just telling him that we've named her and why, wrote a fantastic piece. That's awesome. I love that. And we will get into that later on for a different podcast. Steve, all right, maybe a little bit of self-reflection before we talk about what's coming up in 2023. Anything we need to improve upon? We're not perfect. Nobody is. No company is. No organization is perfect. So I'm sure there's a few things we can level up going into next year. So totally. what are you thinking about? Yeah. So, you know, number one initiative that I've had, and it's a function of our growth and that that's okay. You can't always keep up. The organization of our website has gotten a little unwieldy just because we've grown so much. So we've produced so much new media. I never could have imagined that, you know, we'd be in a place where every year we're producing hundreds and hundreds of podcast episodes, videos, articles, when you just add it all up, you know, it's, it's yeah. a large amount of content. So we started an initiative in Q4 this year that we're going to continue into Q1 of 2023 so that the site is just so easy for anybody to instantly find what they're looking for. So I'd say that's a big thing we need to do. I think it's important too, Steve, to reflect on the fact that the website is the central brain almost of the whole Cybercrime Magazine media because say we edit a video or we edit a podcast or something like that. Yes, we're posting it on its respective platforms. And yes, it will get its respective views on those platforms. But a lot of what we do is based on the website. And it's reacting to popular articles, things people are clicking on. You know, we measure that traffic we were talking about earlier today, speaking about the collaborative space, how there are certain web pages that are really popular. And where are those people coming from? Are they clicking off from another site that's citing us? And when they come onto our website, we want them to feel whoa, this is really cool. And hey, maybe there's something a little bit extra in there. There's the article, plus there's a podcast in there. Or hey, maybe there's a video in there too. So to have a better navigation, number one, when they first come to the site, but also when they come there to actually have a nice organization, mobile optimizations, I know is something a little bit unofficially we've talked about in the office. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes for the website. And we often don't highlight that because you know it's something where maybe it goes a little unnoticed in a good way, but also at the same time, it's really central to a lot of what we do. Yeah. And for any of our uh, loyal followers, as they're on our site today, and they've probably seen this over the past few weeks, a lot of this is active now. So, you know, one of the most common requests we've had is, you know, your statistics. You, you have great statistics. We see them in the news all the time. You know, they're almost familiar with them, but they don't know where to find yeah. <laughs> them because they're in various places on the site. So, you know, one of the pieces of feedback we got was, hey, just make that really easy for us. Put it right on your homepage. Put it in your site nav. So if you go to our site nav now, at the very top, it simply says stats. Yeah. <laughs> you click on stats and that's it. You'll see every stat we've produced and every report we've produced. So that's the type of organization that we're doing. That's fantastic. So, all right, Steve, let's look ahead to 2023. Obviously, the year is coming up now. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast or when it's published, it might already be the new year, 2023. But for us here, it's just before the new year. And 
I want to just talk about what's coming up. What should people look forward to in 2023? I know you could share a lot of thoughts, Steve. So tell everybody what you think. You know, I could never say, and I don't want anybody in our company to ever say, you know, that's it. We're successful. We've done it. You just have to continuously work at it. And that in of itself is what defines success. And to that point, for me, the most important thing at this time of year, you know, in the fourth quarter, as the year wraps up, everybody's thinking about the next year. It's doing more of the same, because if you're doing the right thing, you want to refine but then, you know, we're not a pure startup anymore. So, you know, we've done a lot of innovation. We launched a radio station. You know, we've done so many, you know, brand new things. Then the next step is, okay, well, you know, you have something that people asked for and now they really like it and you have to continue delivering it. And that's true of our clients as well. So for me, you know, I never take any of our clients for granted. Here we are, you know, it's the fourth quarter of the year. We've done a lot of media with No Before, a fantastic company we've worked with, you know, over the years. Everyone listening to us, I'm sure, knows them. They just renewed their media with us again for another year. So we're excited about that. Evolution Equity Partners, venture capital firm, very well known, one of the largest in Europe, very prominent. We're doing media with them again going into 2023. We did a lot with them in this past year. Ecentire, a leading XDR company, and so on and so forth. I mean, if I went down the list, you know, most of the clients who we've worked with have enjoyed a really good ROI, a good experience with our media, and have come back and said, let's do it again in 2023. And that's big. That's fantastic. It's also a great vote of confidence that we are doing the right thing when we have those repeat customers is how we like to, to think about it because it means we're doing good things. Yeah. And, you know, and some of these clients are just such great contributors as well. So for instance, Conceal, they're a company we've been working with over the past year, Gordon Lawson, CEO. He knows a lot of people. And yes, we're giving them a lot of visibility. Our media is a great platform, but he's inviting fantastic national security experts to come on the air. And they too have said, let's do it again in 2023. And we've got a whole new media lined up with them. You mentioned MasterCard earlier and Dr. J. Yeah. She's incredible. We signed off on an agreement with each other for year three mm -hmm. of Mastering Cyber. She's the host. So that's another 52 episodes. So that's what it's all about for us. That's great. So Steve, before we close out this podcast, is there anything else we should share with the listeners about? It could be about Cybercrime Magazine, something fun to look forward to. It could be about a year in review for 2022. Anything, any final thoughts that you have? You know, I think, Paul, it's just really more of the same. You know, in this journey, I think there have been so many firsts. We launched a radio station. That was something really, really big. We filmed documentaries. That was really, really big. So you get to a point where now you just have to continue to execute. Are there new things? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. So, you know, one thing that we have coming and we're excited is the second edition of Women No Cyber. That's a book we published. We published it, I believe that was in 2019. Mm -hmm. And it was a feature on 100 fascinating females fighting cybercrime. Very popular. It wound up leading to a book tour for a few months. That was a lot of fun. And we ultimately filmed a documentary around the book. It became a brand. And we've had so much feedback. So now we're putting out a second edition. And that should be out soon. It's sponsored by SecureWorks, who's been another you know, great client mm -hmm. and you know, working with us in 2023. So that's something for everybody to look forward to. We put out a book this past year. I guess I wouldn't feel good about you know, closing <laughs> out if I didn't give a little plug because really, yeah, of course. You know, it's a very exciting book, The Hacker's Movie Guide. 
The Forward was written by Steve Wozniak. And that book has gotten a lot of traction. It's become, I don't know if I could call it a cult classic yet. It hasn't been around long <laughs> enough, but I hope in you know five years we'll be saying yeah. that because we plan to you know continue updating it. So on the book side of things, that's been exciting and that's new. That's fantastic. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining and sharing your thoughts here. And yeah, see everyone in 2023. Thank you, Paul. To follow all of our media, go to cybercrimemagazine.com.